Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. WrestleMania! Oh my God! Today's podcast starts off with Sasha Banks entering. No, she's not here. There's no Sasha Banks. No. Like the idea of it always starting with a theme. Although, I mean, maybe it is appropriate because it's one of the big stories of the week. Is the Boston back? Sasha Banks back in the picture? Not for the reasons I would like for her to be back in the picture. A separated shoulder for Bailey, and thank you to everyone who sent me an obnoxious tweet blaming me for <laughs> is your fault for her uh, being in the position she's in. However, um, Sasha suffers that injury against Nia Jax last week, and now. We will see Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks next week. The winner will get um, uh, a shot at Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam in soon. Yeah. Two weeks away. Less than that. No, it's less than two weeks. Yeah. By the time people, we're we're already, it was two weeks from this past Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's moving. It's a week from Sunday. So, okay. First of all, welcome to Cheap Heat, ladies and gentlemen. Stack Guy Greg, a.k.a. Uptown Malcolm's in the building. Um, My name is Peter Rosenberg. Now, I will reveal what's happening with Cheap Heat Live. However, while I'm going to reveal what's happening, I will not be telling you I don't have the information yet on <laughs> how you're going to win your way in. Okay. So, let me explain. Here's the plan for SummerSlam weekend. All right? Number one, next Thursday night, probably around 7 or 7.30. Okay, special start time. Yeah, special start time. At an undisclosed location. Thanks to my friends at 2K Sports, we will be doing a very special Cheap Heat Live. Now, it will be an event that precedes the yearly 2K party. I collaborated with my good friends at 2K Sports because, obviously, we're seeing how lit 2K18's finna be. Yeah. Um, it's I, I already want my copy. And we'll get some giveaways of 2K18 as well. Oh, yeah. um, but I wanted to link up with them and, and do this special. So... They always have tremendous guests at their party. So I thought, hmm, maybe we could piggyback this event, do it with 2K, and have tremendous guests at Cheap Heat Live. Yeah, because last year was Mage, but, I mean, this is the new, new era. Well, that's the thing. It's the new, new era. And as I said, and I'm not trying to bury all my other friends who do are doing podcasts, but how many tickets are people going to buy this year to go to a live podcast? There's a lot of live. Um, Conrad and Bruce Pritchard are doing two Right. Sam is doing one. And those are just the of the people that I follow regularly and know of. So I can't even imagine how. I don't know if. I've recently been on a big Tony Schiavone kick. I don't know if Tony Schiavone is doing one. I don't know who else is doing them. But there's going to be a lot going on that week. So I thought even though. And also, frankly, with me working on the, on the weekend, the pressure of, of not only doing the show but promoting the show is a lot. So here's what I'll tell you. 
If you want to go to Cheap Heat Live and you want to be among the number of people going, and what I'm fighting for right now is to get that number to 100 people. That's what I'm trying to get to. I might not get there. I'll so. tell you this, though. Whoever gets in, because I remember um, the last SummerSlam 2K party that we went to, you, you want to be in the building for that. that oh, was, it's gonna, that was amazing. It's going to be the, the live show is going to be amazing. Um, so you will want to be there. Um, yeah, if when you when you talk about the guests who show up to their party and you can imagine some of the guests being able to show up to this event, it'll be a different sort of cheap heat live. Plus, you never know who else I pull up in my pull out of my bag of tricks to make an appearance at this cheap heat live. Of course, we'll record it. You'll get it here. Now, the way to do that is to follow at Rosenberg Radio, at Stat Guy Greg, and on 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 Instagram and Twitter. We will put everything up there because, to be honest, you know, I may we may have to do an early podcast next week just to get you the information. However, I'm traveling Tuesday and Wednesday, so my lord, that doesn't seem possible. Although, you know what I could do? I could put out the information on the stream. Like I could put up a 10 minute, yeah, podcast that, that says a Here's special announcement. Do. So I may do that next week just in case you don't do social media, and the only way you do this is here. So we'll give that information next week. But I'm not I'm not done yet, SGG, because I have put together with a very talented man, my buddy Robert Pearson, two new cheap heat shirts that will change wrestling attire for forever. Yeah, indefinitely. It is the shirts we have are pretty amazing. So I figured since we're not doing a, 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 a traditional standalone Cheap Heat Live, we're doing sort of this partnership. exclusive partnership one, not really an appropriate venue for me to like set up my own merch stand and be like, let's blow out shirts. So here's what we're going to do. Friday before SummerSlam, we are going to have a heat and greet. Woo! <laughs> In the Lower East Side of Manhattan at a venue that I will release shortly, but it's booked. It's all set. It's going to be 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. SummerSlam Friday. Okay? It is not going to be a ticketed event, although I may sell the shirts in advance. I'm deciding how it's going to work, but basically what I'm going to do is the shirts are so lit that it's going to be for people to come out and buy the shirts. So I'm not charging tickets. Just come out and buy a shirt. That's all. That's all I'm doing. Meet me, you, whoever else is there. Some special guests at that. Oh, of course. Well, we definitely have a special guest, and um, it's also a place that sells beer and wine. So you can drink beers with us. We'll have it for two hours. Maybe we end up grabbing the mics and doing another sort of cheap heat live impromptu. This is why you. This is why the people love you right here. Uh, well, back to back heat during SummerSlam weekend. So that's because I felt bad because if only fifty to one hundred people are going to get it on Thursday, and this venue in the city that we're doing it, I'm saying probably holds up to. It'll probably be an absolute zoo if we had one hundred and fifty people in there. But even if there's a line outside, it's it's whatever we can figure it out. Um, but then on top of that, you got more for the SummerSlam weekend, right? And I'm not even just talking about like the. The kickoff show. You have another collabo dropping. Oh, I, I, for, I, I forgot. I wasn't even there yet because I'm also, I'd also like to say at the SummerSlam event that we're doing on Friday night, I am also going to uh, 
have a raffle. So I was deciding what to do. And my buddy Mark from Top Shelf Premium, topshelfpremium.com, who's doing the merch for me, I was like, man, I don't know what to do. I, I, I want to... My wife needs me to get rid of some of these shirts. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, I have an idea. Let's have a raffle. Okay. And I said, a raffle. That is an, that's an interesting thought. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a raffle. Like I've said, probably five bucks a ticket. And we're just going to raffle off a whole bunch of my actual collection that has to go. Ron. So not only do yes, we sir. have the new cheap we, shirts, we may be, we may we're going to get rid of my vintage, a bunch of my vintage stuff, Just heads people, up. and again, to get all the information to both events, the 2K event, the Cheap Heat Live, you got to follow on social media, at Rosenberg Radio, at Stack Guy Greg, and also Saturday morning, there will be the release of the new Foot Locker shirts, the collaboration between Foot Locker, WWE, and Puma, and if you've seen me posting them at all, I haven't put up like official posts, but it's been in my stories. <laughs> The shirts are amazing, but no time for that. Time yeah, for, live. Time for a special guest instead. Um, hey, Joe, you there? I, I'm here, but more importantly, the monster among men is here. Oh, Braun Strowman. There he is. Braun Strowman. What's going on, guys? How you doing, Braun? Uh, not too bad. I'm just <clears throat> getting my one day off a week going. What do you? What does Braun Strowman do on the uh, on the one day off a week? Well, let's see. I woke up at eight. I ate a dozen eggs, two cups of oatmeal, and five pieces of bacon. I just stomped it. I don't know some kind of tropical smoothie gimmick. Got a smoothie and a chicken wrap, <laughs> and now I'm doing an interview with you guys. All right, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Now, what's a, is is a dozen eggs a common breakfast for Braun Strowman? Yeah, usually it, it depends on what I got left over in the refrigerator. I haven't been to the grocery store and stuff like that yet. So it's either a dozen eggs or a couple chicken breasts and a handful of eggs instead. Um, at what age did you start realizing that you were unusually large? Uh, you know, I wasn't too much out of the spectrum of norm until I really started high school about my sophomore year. All of a sudden, I think I went from like, Literally, like my freshman year, I was probably five eight or five nine and one hundred and eighty pounds, a little butterball. And then, but when I graduated high school, I was six five and three oh five. So yeah, in the four years, I I think I swallowed a magic bean pill or something like that. And this is all in North Carolina. Yes, sir, Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina. And how small is Cheryl's Ford? What kind of town is that? Um, growing up, we had a caution light. Just recently, they made it a stoplight. <laughs> So it's small. It's a relatively small place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight-knit community. Everybody knows everybody. It's a, it's a really nice place. Don't all you guys be going and moving there because I'm going to go back and retire there one day. All right. Now, don't worry. We won't spread the word in, uh, to our listeners about that. Um, you, <laughs> and what sports in high school? What sports did you play? Uh, football, wrestling, and track I did in high school. Really? What was your track event? Uh, shot put and discus. Okay, that makes sense. That's, I, I didn't see you as a hurling kind of Me guy. throwing things, go figure. Yeah, yeah, throwing, throw heavy things. Um, <laughs> and and then and at what point does that, um, what did you do after high school? Uh, I took a skill at high school where I didn't really do anything. I kind of fell into that I don't know what I want to do phase. And I didn't want to go to college. I didn't want to play football anymore. I kind of just goofed off for about a year and a half. And then I was like, well... 
kind of pissing away some talents that I've been given. Let me get back in this game. So I started playing football again and going to community college. I was playing semi-pro football. Um, I did that for like four years and had a combine in 2007, had a couple looks and a little offers, but nothing that I really chase after. So I, I got involved in this, uh, the world of strongman and started traveling around the world and picking things up and putting them down. The West Cary uh, Festival of Power. What was that event like? Um, I think that was one of my last amateur competitions that I had uh, – before I won North America's Strongest Man in 2011, it was kind of just like a warm-up contest, just to just to go out and blow the smoke out, per se, dust the cobwebs out, and uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too fair to the guys that I went out there and competed against. I pretty much, I don't think a guy was within anything of me at that contest, which I mean, pretty much most of all my contests were that way. I'm watching until, a video until I'm, I reached the pro level. I'm watching a video of you lifting what looks to be. It looks like you, you're, like, lifting weights, but it's huge tires, not weights. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually like, usually with the, the, the big deadlift events in the strawman, they'll put giant tires and stuff on it just to give it more of a aesthetic appeal to the eyes so you, so you can get an idea of what's being picked up because sometimes just a stack of weights on the end of the bar, you don't, really, you don't really wrap your head around how much weight it is, but when you see four wheels and tires plus weights and everything else stacked on the end of the bar. Oh, okay, I've picked up a tire before. I know how much that weighs. So there's eight of them. Okay, now I got an idea. Oh, that's heavy. Pardon my French. <laughs> no, no doubt. Um, what's the craziest thing, like, you, you ever lifted? What's the, is there? What's the oddest or thing you've ever lifted? Uh, probably when I flipped that ambulance over with Roman inside of it. <laughs> that was That was an odd thing. Like, how often does someone actually lift an ambulance? It rarely happens. In fact, after that, where where do you go after that? That was my concern, is would you consider having an aircraft carrier match with Roman Reigns? You know, I mean, at this point, why not? What else is there left to do? I feel like the next match we're going to have is going to be on top of a volcano, and the only way to win is to throw your opponent into the volcano. (laughs) By the way, that would be really good. An Extreme Rules volcano match? (laughs) In the Isle of Samoa. Um, who um, now? When you think of when you think of strong men in the WWE, you obviously think of the name Mark Henry. What um, yes, what sort of relationship do you have with uh, my buddy Mark? Mark's pretty much the reason why I'm a WWE superstar now. I met Mark in uh, 2010 at the first time I competed at the Arnold Classic. He's Mark's always a judge now for the, the Arnold Pro. Mark's also the winner of the very first Arnold Classic Strongman. Uh, and he's been a man that I've looked up to for a long time, you know, just getting to talk to him and stuff. And he, he, we, he took a liking to me and saw that not only did I enjoy going out and lifting the weights, but I was a ham. I enjoyed getting the crowd involved because the louder they screamed for me, I felt like the stronger I became. I fed off their energy. And, well, that got noticed, and WWE noticed that. And, well, the rest is history. Now I'm main event in SummerSlam in less than two weeks. Yeah, I remember, I, Mark, I was with him at some point watching a match of yours, and I think he referred to you as, like, that's one of mine right there. He has, he has, he has a point of a sense of pride in you. He takes a lot of pride in what you've done. That has to feel good. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, mostly on a personal level. I've got to be very, very close friends. And then on the business end, too, he's been a huge, uh, you know, bringing me under the wing and helping me along and giving me the tools and the, the know-how to work as a big man and things like that. So, I And mean, yet you, I, still, you still unceremoniously disrespected him at the Royal Rumble last year. You know, I got to do what I got to do. When the bell rings, I'm a different animal out there. You know, I tell everyone that I'm pretty cool, calm, and collective when it's uh, everyday life. But when the red light's on and the bell rings, the monster comes out. Do you spend time thinking about the trajectory of your career? The the you are very popular right now. The the sound that people make, like when you come out into the arena, is palpable. It's awesome. Um, it's an interesting role, though, being the monster, if you will. Do you think about how your career, how you would hope that it plays out as time goes on? You know, I'm not one of these guys that sits here and goes, well, if I can keep doing this and that, I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing, and that's going out and performing to my absolute peak performance, giving you guys 100%, breaking new things out, continuing to make you go, oh, my God. What else can he possibly do? And I'm going to continue to do that. And what happens, happens. If you love me, you love me. If you hate me, you hate me. But you're going to get me. I'm going to give you everything that I got. I'm going to put my body on the line, and I'm going to entertain you. Point simple. Is it? Is there extra pressure being being that monster guy when you go out there that, like, how do I up the ante from the last one? Because, man, you guys have gotten to a point where you've had multi, I mean, special match after special match. On the last one, for example, the the um, the last man standing, uh, the match from mo- uh, Monday night, um, did like a match like that, for example. Did you feel pressure when you guys go out there to really put on a ridiculous show? You know, I get a little butterflies and stuff like that, but I I I solely trust my partner going out there, and especially the guy that I'm working with, Roman. I'll say and say it again: there's not another talent on this planet like him. He is the best, if not the best, in the ring, hands down. And I know that he's going to do the same thing that I do. He's going to put his body on the line. He's going to give 100%. And you see that because I knock his hind end in the dirt time after time after time, and he keeps getting back up, whether it be stupidity, stubbornness, or just pure heart. You can't argue the fact that Roman Reigns is one tough SOP and entertaining to say the least. Uh, you're going to get a lot of booze for that, but I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, true or false, last question. Are you a fan of Action Bronson? I hear that you are. True? Action Bronson is the man. I'm a huge fan of Action Bronson. I, I, I saw him at Raw in uh, at Nassau, and I said, and you came out. And he was like, yo, that guy's a fan of my stuff. And I was I was taken aback by that. Are you a hip-hop guy in general, Bron? I, I'm a, there's two types of music in this world, good and bad, so I kind of listen to everything. So if it's good, it's for Braun. If it's good, it's for me. If it's bad, yeah, don't put it on or I'll break your radio. <laughs> and, and eat it and throw it in a volcano. We'll see you at SummerSlam, <laughs> Braun. Thanks for your time, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, cheers, man. There he is. Thank you very much to Braun Strowman. And uh, entertaining guy, Braun Strowman. That was a really good interview. I really enjoyed that. I didn't know necessarily how he would handle that character-wise. You know, that's the perfect way to do it. You be yourself, um, but you still slip in some character-esque stuff, right? But, like, you can still put over Roman Reigns and be a normal person and not be like, Roman, bad, I will squash. Right. 
Um, anyways, but he did rudely interrupt. Last thing. Let me just clear this up. So in summation, Thursday, there will be a contest to get into the Cheap Heat Live. We'll give you the information, okay? Friday, and here's the one thing I could use from the people. I would love you to at me. Hashtag, you know, at me, at Rosenberg Radio. Hashtag, what do you say? RSVP, heat and greet, RSVP. Or maybe you could just say heat and greet. It's a good, that's yeah. a good idea. Heat and greet. Well, that's confusing though. Is it heat and greet? Heat and greet. Hashtag heat and greet. If you anticipate, you would come. Because I do want to get an idea on if this place can hold the amount of people. So when you hear this, at me on Twitter. I would appreciate that. Um, and I know not everyone uses Twitter. Well, get on Twitter. Be a dumb egg on Twitter. But I, I, I could use that um, hashtag heat and greet so I can just get an idea that we'll be able to pull this off. It'll be Friday night from 8 to 10. Hang out. We'll sell the new shirts. Um, and then after this week, for the people out of town, I'm going to do one week of the new shirts being available online for purchase. So for one week only, because you know I'm a nerd about wanting the shirts to always be limited, there will be one week where you can get the new round of shirts. Um, yes, there will be one Cheap Heat shirt, and yes, there will be an Uptown Malcolm shirt. So that is what uptown, people... Uptown, baby. Uptown. Now, we'll see. You know, this It's going to be exciting. It's, I'm really excited about these shirts. I think design-wise, my man Robert just killed it more than any other ones. They're my favorite ones, I think, ever. On both counts. I'm very into them. So that's that. And then Saturday morning, there'll be the Foot Locker event where we will put um, be selling the new Foot Locker kicks, um, which will all, all the beautiful kicks. Beautiful kicks. And the shirts are amazing. And I think they dropped the price point a little bit on both, too, which I'm excited about because I thought they were a little bit steep previously. So follow along with Foot Locker and all that. All right. Enough of that. Enough hawking. Enough talking to Braun Strowman. It's time to get into the week that was. In professional wrestling, SGG, the non-stat man, Uptown Malcolm, did anything happen outside the ring that you think is worth getting to? A lot happened outside the ring. That I really? Please tell us right now. We touched on some of it uh, right at the top of the list, though. Is Bailey Bailey's injured, and it, she's definitely out for SummerSlam. Yep. Separated shoulder, same injury suffered by Peter Rosenberg at the celebrity softball game you, you coming sp- up on two years ago. You spoke about how devastating this injury is. In a, I, I know joke. it very well. I know it very well. I feel um, I feel for her. But at the same time, the good news is it hurts like hell and probably makes it undoable. I don't know what degree the separation is, but it's it's unless it was the worst degree, she should be back relatively soon. Well, the other piece of good news is it, it it takes her off of television for a little while because it, she was – the people don't appreciate her as much as they did around this time last year. I know. In fact, uh, there were people saying that, you know, that she's been getting some booze, a smattering of booze at live shows. Oh, she she got booed on Monday. Did she really get booed on Monday? She did. See, this is what, this is what upsets me, Stack Guy Greg. It's one thing to not like where – I mean, you know what? Listen, I guess if you want to change – uh, enough is enough, it's time for a change, then maybe booing is the way to go because that is what would ultimately make them think, you know what, this probably isn't working out the way we hope. Now, you what think I- so? Because how effective has that been? John Cena's been getting booed for 
12, 15 years. Well, I don't think Bailey. They really don't want that with Bailey. Roman Reigns has been getting booed for the past, what, three years? You know what? Fair point. Fair point. And guess what? Bailey is over as hell with kids, and I don't see that changing. And maybe part of you needs to know that some characters are more meant for kids. And Bailey certainly <laughs> yeah. is one of those characters. Let's see, here's, here's a little bit of Bailey from earlier. You are prevented from competing at hey, Charlie. against Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I mean, um, I haven't even watched it back. I can't watch the footage because I know it's just going to make me Can mad. I just say I like Bailey's look from it Monday? It's very angry. cute. In the moment, I knew that something was wrong with my shoulder. I felt it all tense up. It started getting all warm, and I haven't felt that before, so I knew something was wrong. But I told myself, if I don't finish this match, if I don't defeat Nia, nobody is going to take me as a threat heading into SummerSlam, especially Alexa Bliss. And after everything she's put me through this year, I just I had to prove her wrong. <clears throat> and... Normally, I'm a, I'm a happy person. It's not it's a really great sound in there. Right it's not a great sound. It's not the sound of a baby face no. telling you what's going on. So, you know, listen, I would love, don't you think you would throw people on their head if at some point she take, she goes off TV, she comes back, and, you know, the, you know it would be amazing, honestly. And I, I, I doubt they'll do this because they're so into Alexa right now, but... If Sasha beats, breaks the Brooklyn curse, goes to SummerSlam and beats Alexa. And the reason I don't think that's going to happen is it just feels like there ha- is now it's going to be a one-week story again because they didn't make it her match to start out with. Right. So even if she beats Nia, which I don't know if she does, frankly, there's probably more story to Nia and Alexa kind of breaking up their friendship and having a match. There is, but then it's like, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy? N- nobody really. I mean, there's not, that's the problem. I mean, people seem to be cheering Alexa a good amount, so maybe that, but I don't know. But if uh, if 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 Sasha were to win the title, and on the Monday after SummerSlam at Barclays, I don't know, it couldn't be Monday, she'd probably still be beat up. In two weeks, whenever, whenever Bailey gets ready. And maybe she would be okay enough to do that on Monday because it wouldn't require that much. Her to come out, congratulate Sasha, and then Bailey turn on Sasha would be Mitch. <laughs> would be Sasha turns around and Bailey just kicks her in the back and just beats her down. How much money do you think that'll be flushing down the toilet, though? For a while, it would be one for a little while. But listen, I can't, that's not my job. Okay, I don't work in merch. I may hawk the merch. I may hawk WWEshop.com as much as anyone. I do have. The, the the Shinsuke Nakamura jacket, <laughs> and I show it proudly, but that's not my job. From an entertainment standpoint, an entertainment standpoint, and the <gasps> that standpoint, nothing would be more major than Bailey turning on Sasha and beating the hell out of her. But that's what gets them into trouble, though, is that a lot of things are done for the shock and not for the story. Wait, but you don't think there's a good story there? Having enough of it always being about Sasha and, yeah, they're friends, but... Bailey's just fed up, and ultimately, what's everyone's critique been with Bailey? I mean, kayfabe, like what they say about Bailey on TV. She doesn't have the killer instinct, right? She's always the one who's kind of like too nice. She couldn't pull the trigger on Alexa. She couldn't do this. She couldn't do that. Well, guess what? She's not Sasha's damn cheerleader anymore. Bow! Well, all right. Yeah, that's a good story. See? There's a story there. Now, what it does with Alexa, I'm not sure, but then you could send Alexa into Naya. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe Naya interferes 
in the match a little bit. Sasha goes over. Alexa goes with Nia. Sasha goes with Bailey, And then after it's all done, Sasha and Alexa come together again, leading to WrestleMania for a major blow-off. For the Women's Championship. Yes. Cause, because, like I've said, the heat is exists with Alexa and Sasha. You don't need to use it all right now. You can come back to it. I don't need it to be all right now. I just thought it was a waste to not do it right now. Can you use it all right now, though? Like, if the heat exists, you can always turn back to it. No, that's what I mean. So, you, you don't, you, they, like, they can use a lot of it now if they want to. Or, frankly, they could make them, since there's not a huge story, at SummerSlam, the story could not be all, even if the match is one-on-one. So, actually, you know what? You know what's perfect? In that sense, they don't need to have a one-on-one. They could have a triple threat match. Sasha, Nia, Alexa. Nia costs, costs Alexa the match. Sasha wins the title. Sasha goes off with Bailey. Alexa goes with Nia. And by the time we get close to Royal Rumble, they feud through Survivor Series, those guys. And then we get back to Sasha and Alexa to lead you to WrestleMania. That sounds perfect. Not bad. No. And by then, and by then there could have been other shuffling around in terms of what happens with, with Bailey. Ooh, you know what I don't hate, by the way? The friendship thing they have with Alexa and Naya, I don't hate that being <laughs> no, Bailey, Bailey and Naya. I don't, I don't hate that. Like if, if Bailey was the sort of heelish best friend, because obviously the real power, that's the one hard, hard part about Bailey being a heel. She's just not that intimidating. Yeah, and she doesn't sell it well enough. Like you don't believe that she, she can be that person. Well, we haven't seen it yet, Greg. Don't underestimate Bailey. Maybe you got to put a mask on her. Maybe you got to change the look somehow. I don't know what you got to do. I wouldn't be mad at a mask, by the way. I'm never mad at stuff like that. Um, okay, so yeah, we talked about the injury. What else, SGG? Speaking of injuries again, Scott Dawson is also injured. Uh, Scott Dawson of the Revival. Torn bicep. They just came back. Um, Dash Wilder was injured uh, shortly after they debuted on the main roster. Had his jaw wired shut. And now Scott Dawson is injured. Dang. And the revival is also out for SummerSlam. Mm. All right, anything else? What else going on? Eva Marie. She's gone. I don't know if we got a chance to touch on that. No, it happened after the podcast last week. Um, that disappoints me big time. Um, I knew it would happen. So at this point, I won't say it was disappointing. The whole story to me is disappointing that the fact that this is ultimately the way it went disappoints me. Um, it's sad that she never came back from that suspension. And I don't know whose fault that is. If there's necessarily any blame to be laid down, but well, I mean, listen, I mean, I I think it was a her thing. I, I really do. I think that. I don't know if the initial suspension, she seemed to obviously, she felt strongly that she wasn't in the wrong and blah, 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 blah. However, when push comes to shove, after that all happened, um, the fact that she never came back to me, I, without knowing the whole story, I, I blame her for that. I, I think that she got caught up doing what she's doing, which is being mage. Absolutely. She's doing her thing. She's built a brand. She's in two movies, blah, blah, blah. I totally get it. She can be a star. Um, but from a wrestling fan standpoint, I'm disappointed that as I see it, and I don't have intel on this, it's just me, as I see it, she didn't prioritize wrestling. Yeah. And and that's a bummer to me because of the heat she had. It looks like it looks that way, and 
um, I can I can agree with what you're saying because then it, it validates everything that her critics said about her in a way. In terms of her not caring? Yeah. I know. By the way, that's so true. Like... Could you possibly justify everything everyone said about you anymore? So that part's a little bit irritating. Um, and I'm just mad we'll never get to hear, have this happen again. From Concord, California, comes the most stylish, elegant, bewitching, eternally beguiling, Continuously charismatic and fantastically fascinating woman to appear in this or any arena. Allow yourself to be seduced, enchanted, dazzled, and entranced by all red everything herself, Eva Marie. That's a bummer. I yeah. I popped for that so big. What a waste. So that that does bum me out. I and I loved the thing about she wouldn't wrestle her first match. <laughs> yeah. No matter what happened, like her debut just didn't happen. So uh I'm disappointed. I'm I'm very I'm I'm disappointed this out happened. The, you know, the show really made her a star. Total Divas made her a star. Um and uh it's it's an opportunity wasted. Would have liked to have seen how it gone. But listen, I'm sure tons of you out there are saying, get rid of her. She can't wrestle. She wasn't. Listen, I don't, I don't know. Maybe she couldn't have wrestled. I don't know. But she I think. Had, she had a damn good entrance, though. Damn good entrance. And boy, is she attractive. And boy, did she have a lot of heat. Like, there's a lot there. I mean, if you're super attractive and you have tons of heat, I think there's a way to make something work. What else, SGG? WWE trademarked 316 this past week. What does that mean? Like, how is that not already trademarked? Well, um, how it's not already trademarked, I don't think... I mean, I can see them trademarking Austin 316, but they trademarked just the 316. Can you do that? Uh, they did that. It's done. So it's done, yeah. But um, it's just so weird that, it, that it's been done. Yeah, that is very strange. And I, I know why, because, I mean, recently at these shows, you know, you would see... They had an NYC 316 shirt. I saw a Toronto 316 shirt in the crowd um, this past Monday. They just plug in the city and put 316. So I guess they want to protect the 316 um, as they go around the world making shirts like that. But I don't know that they had to. And then what are the Bible people going to like? Can you not make John 316 shirts anymore? That's the thing. That that's my question. The answer to that is yes, too. That that also that has to that will have to stop. John three sixteen would have to stop. Well, like John three sixteen merch. Like don't print. Well, is there merch? I'm sure there is. Yeah, they're like listen. People love Jesus. That is thank you. That is a T-shirt right there that you just said. And you know what? You don't have to put three sixteen anywhere. And you know what else people love besides Jesus? Delicious chicken. How did you know that's what I was going to say? Everyone loves the delicious. It's not just me who loves delicious chicken. I know, but I, the fact that you went straight into knowing that I meant, I was talking about Jesus and. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Chicken, chicken, chicken heads. Chicken, chicken, chicken heads. Do you think people would pop to the old theme for SGG? That old theme? 
I don't know. If, do people even remember it? We played. We, we played a good amount. We went into uh, the new theme pretty quickly, but I, you know, at this point, it's like Triple H has the game and the King of Kings theme. So I guess we can go with. See, that's exactly one. my point. Depending on how I feel, we could have either one. Yeah, I, I've gotten. How have the reviews been on the random episodes when I decide to play music arbitrarily throughout the show? I haven't seen much hate on it, though. So. I have, you know, a lot of people have told me that they think the last few weeks of the podcast are among the best we've had. The new, new era. People, I saw that. They're e- they're easing their way into the new, new era. Yeah, they didn't trust us at first. They were, I feel like people might have been a little apprehensive. The only thing that's new about the new, new era is the lack of, uh, just the rigidity. Is that a word? That is a word. Uh, it's just like, it's just not being that rigid. It's not so much a, a real change in the show. It's just like, I don't want to feel completely obligated to talking about every segment in over the course of five hours of television it's a lot that's a lot of time um okay sgg anything else outside the ring that's all i have for outside of the ring biggest takeaway from inside the ring sgg so those promos to to lead off raw and smackdown you had Miz Heyman, the Taraj, and brock lesnar on one and then you had ko aj and shane on the other and man yeah those guys Really well done on the mic, Raw and SmackDown, both shows. Um, well, actually, but that didn't open SmackDown. Smack, SmackDown opened with Cena. Oh, that's true. KO was 9 o'clock, I think. Or no, end of the show. No, no, no. KO was in the middle of the show because the show ended with um, gender. Right, exactly. So it was 9 o'clock. So it was the middle of the show. Yeah. But the show opened with Cena and now getting his match with Baron Corbin. And we find out they're going to SummerSlam. And how do we feel? Okay, so we first of all, are you interested in KO AJ with Shane as referee? You like that? I absolutely am interested. By the way, great use of Shane McMahon. Like I just don't know until there's something that makes sense, and I'm not saying it'll never happen again, but until there's actually a Shane story that makes some sense, I'd rather see him used in this capacity than a random match for him to just have spots. Until he's in a story that's about like the McMahons. Or even his own personal integrity getting getting attacked, which it, I mean, they could eventually do that from, from okay, with him and KO. Yeah, but but I like that. Let's start right here. Let's start with him as special. That it, it, it does exactly what I think. I'm not a wrestling expert. I never booked a territory, so unlike a lot of the smarks on the internet, I don't pretend to. But I will say, from what I could tell, it's the perfect use of a celebrity like Shane McMahon. You insert him in a match without having to make it all about him, but it makes the match look bigger. Speaking of which, how do we feel about Big Show and Big Cass with Enzo suspended above the ring? Hate it. Really? Why do you hate it? Because Hated it. Hated it. Wow, two snaps. But um Yeah, I don't like I don't like this use of Enzo. I feel like Enzo needs to be fighting his own fight and getting some wins. Whether he has to fight dirty, it doesn't even matter. But but he, because Big Show when when Big Show leaves eventually, where does that leave Enzo? This doesn't do anything to set him up, big picture wise, like suspending him above the ring in a shark cage. I don't. I that's here. Can I tell you my biggest problem with the whole thing? It's fine for like, I like the, the being suspended in a cage. I, I find somewhat entertaining. But I think this has story has been totally mishandled. Same. I think from the second Cass turned on him and they had their pay-per-view match, they could have decided one of two ways to go. 
they could have taken Enzo off TV for two or three weeks after he got his ass beat, moved Kaz on, Kaz on and just said, Kaz has his own thing now. Enzo eventually comes back and is on 205 Live or is on Raw, shows up, could even be tagging with Big Show. Could it, you know, whatever. But by doing this, this repeated just beat down every week. Yeah. And now it ends with him not even involved in the match. What's the point? Because he doesn't look tough. And he, you know. I, Enzo? Yeah, Enzo. No, not at all. Your Enzo's getting buried. I mean, there, there's no way around it. I, I, <laughs> that's what the last few weeks are. I mean, at any moment when he has a chance to make. Like, I thought for a second this week that they were actually going to salvage it and have him get a good lick in. And, and like I've been wanting the whole time have him grab some item and hit Cass with it, and then they announce Street Fight at SummerSlam, that would have been perfect. Perfect. But they didn't. And it just ends up in with Big Show hitting him with a knockout punch, um, which Cass took beautifully, by the way. I loved it. But it what does it do ultimately? It, it doesn't strength. I don't think it does that much. And Cass is going to – he's already beaten the Big Show's ass so yeah, many times. exactly. It does nothing for any of them, like – Historically, when one superstar gets buried, another superstar is getting launched off of that. Cass is not going to go anywhere from beating on a guy half his size. It, it, does, it does nothing for him. No, the only way it could have would have been if they'd had a street fight. Enzo had pulled out all the stops, you know, fire extinguishers, trash cans, everything, and Cass still won. Right. Okay. Wow, we got it. Not only is he big, but you no matter what you come with, he's got you. This just just doesn't do very much. No, it doesn't. And and Big Show, you know, we love him, but I'm sorry, like we've seen we've seen him get conquered way too many times for this to do anything for Cass either. Like this is all all meaningless. Yeah, I I I this is probably the thing I'm least a fan of on the card. Yeah. I and, would say, right? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, the shark cage stipulation, which is supposed to intrigue us, is like we've seen that done on NXT and on the main roster. I, I believe, wasn't Chris Jericho in a shark cage earlier this year? Yeah, it's been recent. It doesn't stop anything. Like, Enzo's going to get involved in the match and he's going to get his ass beat. Um, now, update to your SummerSlam card as of right now. You do Big Show versus Big Cast. Okay. John Cena, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt. Now that uh, I'm excited to see. Me too. That's that. That's good news for both of them. New Day, Usos. Also excited to see that. Randy Orton, Rusev. That's official. Yeah, as of last week, I believe. Okay. Um. AJ Styles, by the way, Randy Orton and Rusev meeting in the first ever thrown together meaningless match. Never seen this before. Uh, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Very excited about that with Shane as referee. Neville versus Akira Tozawa. I'm, that will be kickoff show, correct? Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope not, but you know it will. Jinder versus Shinsuke. Alexa versus Sasha. Naomi versus Natalia, which could end up kickoff show. Hopefully not, but but there's there's not a ton of story there. There's a little bit of story, but not a ton of story. Um, and then Brock versus Roman versus Joe versus Braun. So we would agree it's done, right? Nothing else. And I can I tell you though, 
I would rather have seen Ms. Jason Jordan than a couple of the things here. Yeah. I would have preferred it to Orton Rusev. I would have preferred it to Big Show, Big Cass. I would have rather had Jason Jordan versus The Miz. I think it could have been cool. Yeah, and I, and again, from the propelling Jason Jordan idea, like unusual push, I think him being on SummerSlam right away would have been mage. I think it would have made him look like, oh, okay, this guy's a big deal. So we didn't get that. We might. Who knows? They <laughs> thrown together last-minute matches. And I guess you're right. I guess you know what? The idea that Miz is not on the pay-per-view at all is kind of surprising. Yeah, very shocking, actually. I mean, don't you agree? Whoa. Scorching hot take for the show. Here we go. Line up your tweet. Line up your Twitter fingers. The Miz is more important than Randy Orton. The Miz is way more important than Randy Orton right they now. They can't see this, but I'm nodding my head. Yes. The, I, I mean, I know Randy's one of the great in-ring wrestlers of all time. But as of right now, in terms of pushing stories forward, and this isn't, you know what? You're not even going to tweet me. It's not controversial. I doubt anyone will disagree. <laughs> Week to week, The Miz is so much more critical to the product than Randy is. Randy, and and for as good as his ring work is, he's reduced to a move. He's the RKO, and that's it. No. DDT. Off the ropes. The DDT. So, although I'll tell you one thing that Randy has that uh, Miz does not have. Wrapping the entire John Cena thing. That was that was big. Some people loved it. Everyone at the same time. Hey, nothing you can say. Nothing's gonna change what you've done to me. Now it's time to shine. What are they doing? Yeah, fuck. I'm making a phone call right now. Should I call Neil right now and say, I need this change back? Yeah, get him on the phone right now. Voices just doesn't do it. Voices is, like, fine. But this This was iconic. Burning my light? What? What are we talking about? Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's a good point you make, though, SGG. A lot of time, not a lot of time, a week, about a week and a half. But the Miz not being there is unlikely. Oh, and by the way, SGG... I just read you that entire card, and that doesn't include the Shield match, which hasn't been made. Oh. Yeah, that, that, that card is definitely not final. Yeah, like, this isn't... Hold on. This can't be official. And I'm looking at Wikipedia, but everything I said is has been named, right, in yes. some way. Yes. 
So this is straight. So you're going to add the Shield versus Cesaro and Sheamus as of next week, right? There. By the way, kudos because that story could have been really stupid, and somehow the back and forth has been kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I was shocked to see Seth walk away. Well, not that shocked, but I was. I, I couldn't believe he um, didn't go in with Rhea Ambrose on Monday. They're really saving it. By the way, so you know what that says to me? The fact that it's taken this long. Get ready for a run with them. It's not just going to be this match. We're going to see Dean and Seth will be going for a while. This is going to be a thing. Is there is there any chance that Dean and Seth reunite and then... Break up again? Not break up again, but um, Dean and Seth reunite. Roman wins the Universal Championship. And then they reform just to protect each other's championships. You never know. I, I think... Uh... Every, everything is on the table with these guys right now because this is going to be helpful to both of them. The second they get together in the ring, the interest in them for some reason just goes up. It's, yes. just, it's, just, what, it's just the nature of how this is. They teamed up at the Garden, too, and it was like the chemistry was there. I don't remember everybody in the room was just like, okay, I'm into this. this. Yeah, which is odd because you're like, wait, we, I'm watching you guys I right now. I can't believe they hadn't done this before, too. So, and I can't believe it's already been like three years. Man, I got to tell you, being older as a wrestling fan, and guys, tell me if you agree, being older as a wrestling fan, how fast, like, okay, real quick. And I, By the way, I know this is true in everything in life, music. You broke, you broke down this theory for me, like, this was two years ago when I mentioned to you that as I get older, I feel like my time is, is flying by. Right, right. Like, well, I, I mean, no, the theory is true about how you had time in your science. life... Well, everything's small, right? I've said this on the show before. So obviously every day you live, you've been on the earth longer. So the time, it's it's why time does actually go faster because a day is more impactful today than it is tomorrow because in a very infant, uh, is infantile? No. Yeah. Finite. What are you trying to say? Tiny. Minuscule. Let's, let's go minuscule. Okay. On a very minuscule level. Um, infinitesimal. What's that? Well, there's a word like that. But anyways, in a very small, small way, you know, when you've been, when you've lived one day, a day is your entire life. Two days, a day is half your life. Three days, a day is a third of your life. Four days, a day is a fourth of your life. That continues forever. So every day means less than the day before, unfortunately, deeply in our psyche. So to that point, think about to you, Greg, the difference in time, both in terms of in your life and in terms of how much things changed between WrestleMania in 1987 and the Attitude Era in 1997, okay? Ten years is the difference between it looking like Hogan and Savage and it looking like Steve Austin, okay? That's just ten years, Think about how little and insignificant as an adult it feels between 2007 and 2017. Like the last 10 years, nothing's changed. Like I feel like it's yeah. the same era. I feel like, I mean, yeah, it's, I, we don't think of it as that different because we're adults and this is all generally blends together. But the, the last, 07, the, when you talk about the Flair run at the end of his career, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's 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 absolutely crazy. I don't know why did I even bring that up? 
The Shield. You said it's crazy. That's, That's been-, been three years. Thank you very much for keeping me on point. Um, okay, SGG, other big takeaways um, from the week. You mentioned briefly, uh, I-, I loved how Brock looked. I think Brock's looked incredibly strong. And seemingly like the most baby face-ish he's been. Well, it's the Miz, though. Like, he was standing across from the Miz. I don't think Perfect. there's any other way to look. By the way, what what kudos that is to the Miz. He makes everyone the biggest baby face they could possibly be. Um, Randy Orton wins clean over Jinder Mahal. Appalling. Appalling. To get to set him up for Rusev. Don't know that you had to do that against Jinder. Right. It's appalling. And, and this happened right after Naomi took a clean loss, too. So you have your top two champions just get laid out clean. Why? To not even their SummerSlam opponents. Like, these are threats that are like... Well, no, no. Carmella didn't win clean, though. She won with with interference. With Ellsworth. But still, like, no, 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 no. You don't do that to your champs, though. Like, Well, no, your champs... That's not totally true. Your champs can lose. Yeah, no. Especially in a non-title match. I would... I hate that theory, though. Like, champs... Champs shouldn't lose, though. I... I have mixed feelings. Cheated to lose, I'm okay with. Uh, I have a little bit of weird feeling considering Rusev, uh, Randy's heading to a relatively meaningless match with Rusev, and Jinder is heading into the second most important match on the card against the most popular new superstar you have. So even beyond how it makes Jinder look, let's think about how it makes Shinsuke look. Right, it's it, everything affects everything. Yeah. So the idea that just to get, we need to get Randy's heat back. So he needs to go. He needs to win against Jinder clean. I just think have him get a big win against someone. I don't know that I needed it to be against Jinder Mahal. Um, Definitely not. I I just I don't know. Maybe. And again, even if it had been an interference type deal, I would have probably felt differently about it than. I felt, but I, I just, I, it seems like a waste. It just seems like a waste. I just don't really see the enough upside. Does Randy really need to get anything back? He didn't get the championship back, so it didn't matter. And by the way, you know what this means. You know, given that Randy has just lost to Jinder at multiple pay-per-views, it means he's absolutely going over Rusev. And does Rusev, if, if that is true, and maybe I'm wrong, what do I know? But that's what I would think. How many can Randy lose in a row? But assuming Randy goes over Rusev, does Rusev ever get going the way we want, the way he could get going? The way he was. Like, he was a, the Bulgarian brute. He was thrashing everybody. He went through Jack Swagger, Big E, Mark Henry. He just was really dominant until he ran into John Cena. And now it's been like this up and down. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I'll tell you this, though. Randy Orton, to me, is more interesting if he's on a losing streak and slowly has to get more and more intense and more and more psycho and, like, really be the madman because he has no motivation and you can see it. I know. I, I, I just don't understand the, yeah, the character. You know? What is the, what's the, what is the motivation? For Randy. There's only one there's only one thing that can motivate you if you're Randy Orton. That's the only thing. That theme song alone is the only thing that can 
You know, uh, underrated Rosenberg workout song. If you want the Rosenberg workout playlist, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, should I share my Spotify playlist? I'll, I'll share yeah. it on Spotify. But I don't think anyone's, no one follows me on Spotify. How do you even follow anyone? I, that I have no clue. Do you have Spotify? I do not. Too cheap? I have uh, Tidal and Apple Music, so yeah, it just makes cut. Why did you do that? Why do you have Tidal and not just I have, to support Hove? I have Sprint, so Tidal is... Uh, what, Came with it. Yeah. Free. Free. Oh, it's free months. with Sprint. For six Let's months. revisit this conversation in December, and then we'll see if I still have Tidal. I, I mean, I don't I don't have Tidal. I had it for a second to get Hove's album, but I'm a big Spotify guy. You're one of those? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm one of those. I did it. I admit it. I admit it. <laughs> but you know what, though? The streams count, though, so he got... He got the streams, right? So it didn't matter. Let me see. Like, if I if I search for an artist, let me search. Here's 8-Track. I just chose 8-Track. Follow. I'm going to follow 8-Track. Now I'm following 8-Track. Now, following 8-Track, what does that mean? If I go to my home, made for you, I still don't see how you see who you're following. This is the oldest thing. Okay, hold on. Browse. What if I browse? <laughs> Mm, this is like listening to a grandfather. Or, mm. yo, speaking of time, though, I had this thought yesterday that at some point I'm not going to be able to keep up with technology, which is crazy. Like, it's you going through Spotify and trying to find I out don't how. understand, Greg! That's going to be me soon, especially with technology advancing at the rate that it does. Yeah, I wonder when that does happen, though, that you really do, like, completely lose it. At some point, I'm just going to stop, and I'm just going to be like, this is... This is where I'm going to be good at with, like... I know, especially with, like, new social media things. Like, I really need a new one. Yeah. And by the way, why do none of the old ones fade? Like, I'm ready for Twitter to be a wrap. And I, it's never going to be. No, Twitter Twitter got to stay around a little bit. I, I'm, I, I'm ready I, for Facebook to be a wrap, though. No, no, no. That's just because you're hot on Twitter. That's the only reason you want it. You have followers now. And you want to be able to say you're wrestling. Now people are like, you're so great, Greg. But there's so much negative that comes from Twitter. If you if you if you're active on Twitter, you really think the world is going to end like tomorrow. It's true. It's true. Well, right now, in particular, <laughs> yeah, especially well, right now. As of last night, it was not looking very good. No. Um, yeah, I hope there is a cheap heat live next week. By the way, I'm making a lot of plans considering I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I don't know be, what the hell's going to happen. There'll be some type of heat if it keeps going at this rate. Um. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have to be cheap heat. It might be <laughs> permanent heat. It might be on fire everywhere. Uh, okay, so since I don't know how to set up my Spotify thing, I'll try to share it. Here are some Rosenberg classics for the workout. Not often. This is an occasional. Yeah. Three six, mafia. Yeah. Hey, oh. hey, this is an essential workout. Hey, oh, yeah. hey, I, I do act along sometimes. Hey, I can't believe how long they talk for though before, before the song actually starts. Yeah. It's insane. Oh, hey, 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 and this may surprise you, but this still makes the cut. Kind of how I'm feeling. Here's here's one that doesn't make the cut. <laughs> I, lo- I love them though. I'm not gonna lie. I love the MM. Well, this and this is just Molina's version, but yes, this does not make the cut. Though it's great, doesn't make the cut. 
It just doesn't have that vibe. No. You know what could, though? If I really thought it, could this make the cut? Be like walking out of the out of the workout. Like, I killed it. It's okay. It's cooking. Gets boring too fast. What about? One, two. You hear the clock ticking? You about to stop living? I always wanted to make a, a sex-themed joke skit about this based on the lyrics. Nobody can stop Like someone just walking around and like they can't control themselves. They just like. Although, although Lonely Island already did jizz in my fans. Nobody can stop me. Someone like offers you food. Like, oh, would you like a cheeseburger? I'm coming. Oh my God, sorry about that. Wow, you look up tremendous. Never ever gonna change like Tropicana. Got the juice all for the least to let the dog loose. Don't make me call up the crew. Yeah, he did MVP song. So this is always solid. Always solid. <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. Shout out to Trish Stratus's uh, beautiful uh, breastfeeding homage that she posted on Instagram this week. That was crazy. <laughs> uh, it was a listen. It was a it, breastfeeding is a beautiful thing. It's a big part of people's lives. If you if you haven't done it yourself or in your family or know someone, and although I'm not blessed with children uh, at this point in my life, I do know many people how big a deal it is. Trish's photo was on the how do I say this? It was on the more. Whoa, okay. Would you say? Would you agree with that? Yes. And the caption as well, too, was like, it was way too long. for I was <laughs> It was a like, very aggressive caption. <laughs> so, yeah, follow Tristratus.com. Uh, I think you'll you'll probably have your own opinions on it. Um, not a good workout. Song. Doesn't really work. I actually like this one. Is that all of them? I think that's just about. Oh. Here comes the money. Here we go. Yes, yeah, here you go. Oh yeah. Of course, and then you know. Now that's what I'm talking about. And then the old SGG theme. The original. Yeah. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. This is like uh, if you're working out on vacation. You don't want the beach? You know what cool is? You're looking at. This is still so awesome. This hasn't gotten worse. I mean, it's funny. People talk about I. I was listening to Wade Keller's podcast, and they were reviewing last week in Arena and talking about how over he is when he comes out. But he loses. He can lose the crowd sometimes during the promos, which I've been saying for. Who's been saying that for the longest? It's true. 
I've been on that for a long time, and it's not about it's not his fault. It's about giving his promos meaning because of the story. Now, don't we have to see Demon Finn against Bray Wyatt? It, it How only, do you beat him if you're not the Demon? It only makes sense. Well, well, this is the perfect position for like he doesn't beat him at SummerSlam, and then it gives you a reason for him to to be the Demon. That, that's, that's a very good point. Now, in looking through uh, my stuff here, I see something random. What's this? This is it's a, it's, it's a file called WWE Spec, and I think I know what this is. I think this is, guys, this should probably, this will either bore you or make you feel good because I think it's a spec spot I was attempting to make trying to work with WWE like 10 years ago. Not about like trying to get a job trying to get them to advertise on the radio station, which they do. They, they advertise live events. But I was, like, trying to get more. Let's see what this is. Hey, it's Rosenberg. Guys, you know I'm a fan of the WWE. But did you know about the WWE Network? Oh, this, this is my is no, no, this is my spec spot for the network. Thing in entertainment this is recent. Honestly, this is the best deal that exists in entertainment. If you're like me and you love the WWE and you loved growing up on the classics, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, Bret the Hitman Hart, and all the greats we grew up on, you can see them all forever on the WWE Network, and you can do it all for $9.99. This is literally the best $10 I spend every single month. You get all the new WWE pay-per-views, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, SummerSlam was amazing, and you get every single WWE pay-per-view of all time, plus every WCW pay-per-view, every ECW pay-per-view, Saturday Night's Main Event, countless old-school matches. This is a genius. I'm telling you, I, I tried to explain. I'm like, listen, if y'all promote this way on radio with, with a voice people know telling them yeah. what the network is, Okay, so but here's the Survivor Series promo thing I did like 10 years ago. This warning, this could be really bad. I'm Peter Rosenberg from Hot 97. Oh, calm down. Out of the gate. Why so loud? <laughs> I'm Peter Rosenberg from Hot 97, looking back at a classic WWE wow. moment. November 9th, 1997, the Molson Center in Montreal, Canada, Survivor Series. Brett Hitman Hart versus HBK. No one asked me to do this. <laughs> K, Shawn Michaels for the WWE Championship in a match that will forever be known as the Montreal Screwjob. Hart and Michaels' long-running feud was well-documented, and it came to a head in Brett's home country of Canada. Brett Hart and Shawn Michaels got into it before the match even started. In and out of the ring, all over the arena, for what happened that night, would change wrestling forever. About 18 minutes into the match, Brett found himself caught in his finishing move, the sharpshooter. Are you going to take me, Brett Hart, with a sharpshooter? Yes, he is! Are you kidding me? Referee Earl Hebner saw Hart in the sharpshooter and called for the bell, even though the fans and the audience at home never saw Bret Hart submit. And the fans in Montreal went insane. Michaels was pelted with garbage as he ran from the arena with the championship as Bret Hart destroyed everything in sight and left the WWE that next day forever. The night after Survivor Series, Vince McMahon went on Monday Night Raw and gave an interview to Jim Ross where he told him, Bret screwed Bret. 
I have no sympathy whatsoever for Brett. And from that moment, Mr. McMahon was born, and wrestling would change forever. WWE Survivor Series, November 18th. It's history. I mean, standing ovation. Oh, my God. Thank you. Why, thank you, SGG. You have to update that, though, now. Brett is back. He's, he's I know. This is... We need well, a sequel. <laughs> so if ever you're wondering, and by the way, I, I got to tell you, the most consistent like bit of hate I get, every like smaller, not even some are big, so every big and small podcast or like wrestling thing just randomly showers me with hate at times. You see the what culture hate I got last week? No, I don't pay attention to that. So what culture is like what, a British website? Something, maybe. I think they're British. I think they're British. And they just randomly... In a little video, their videos get a lot of love on YouTube. And for some reason, someone, of course, you know, by the way, I do not co-sign. Even if you're telling me something someone said about me, I still think it's so bitchy to run and tell people things that other people said about them online. (laughs) Even if it's about me, I just want you to know, I don't need to know. You don't need to tweet me and say, did you hear what so-and-so said about you on their podcast? This is the amazing thing about it, right? They know who you are. Your face was on WWE programming on Monday. Oh, that's a good point. You're going to be on WWE programming again at SummerSlam. You have a show on the network. They know who you are. So they, so you do know what they said then? No, I have no idea what they said, and I don't care. We we would not know who they were if it were not for this person running back. That's if, the thing. I yeah, if, I don't follow it, so I don't need right. to know. If, it, if, if the I person can... is that important, we would hear it. And because they're not, we didn't. And I, I say we. Wow, SGG is going hard right now. Cultural, but it's true. Like we would not have not known what was said. They don't need to tell you. They don't need to tell me because we really don't care. I got to tell you, I, I do agree with Greg in that regard. I'm not saying everything out there is meaningless. I know what culture they have. I've seen that their videos have lots of views. They post all kinds of WWE content that, of course, does really well. And that's great for them. But and it's, it's great. What does that do for us? Very little. So I don't need the. I don't need you to update me on. On what the what the diss is, I think this is it. Hold on. You're welcome. What culture, by the way, for giving them promo right now? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think this is the one that this. Needs. Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen. Ten fascinating facts about. One of them pitted the ultimate warrior against a British bulldog. Warrior had recently quat WWE at the end of June and was replaced on future events by a returning psycho Sid. That included SummerSlam with Sid taking the match against Bulldog. The other locally advertised match that was wrong was Intercontinental Champion Ahmed Johnson squaring off with Owen. Ads announced different matches. One month before the show, advertising in the Cleveland area where SummerSlam was taking place listed the card for the pay-per-view. For the most part, the advertised matches all these different SummerSlams. Sorry, so I don't know which one it was. Either way, in the thing, they're like, oh, the, they did a pre-show, and it's like the, it's like this thing as they do. It's like the thing they do now, except more matches and less Peter Rosenberg. What's Peter Rosenberg? And so it's just like an intentional, random, like shot for no reason. So after the person decided to put me onto this, just so they could mess up my day and affect my ego negatively, because I'm a, your day or like your five minutes. Oh well, no, five minutes. Yeah. I spent five minutes being what the. No, this one actually didn't really upset me very much, but I did still go look. So I just added – I wasn't heated about this. I just added, and I, and I very nicely was like, hey, um, I actually have been doing, like, one of the longest-running wrestling podcasts there is. Oh, and I've been making YouTube videos with, like, credible interviews with wrestlers for – At least ten, 10 years. At least 10 years. And then uh, I have a show on the network. So, I mean, you, you know, I, I really try to say it not being a jerk, just being like, that's who I am. But see, when somebody's coming at you with that much hate, those little bit of facts hurt. 
Well, they did. In fact, the guy's reply was, he went, he went. Oh man, I know who you are. I'm just kidding. I'm just jealous because you get to work with Renee Young. Now I don't know if he's being tongue in cheek, but like, a lot of times when people go at me, and I'm sure this happens. I'm sure people. I've done the same thing. I guess, but <laughs> I, you then go, why'd you do that? And they go, I'm just kidding. I actually like you. But it's funny, like, my jokes when I go at someone, they're, they're funny. Like, I make jokes about people I like, for sure. But they're, I guarantee you there's a punchline that's at least funny. And if not, I probably apologize. It was like, you know what, that wasn't funny. It was a failed joke. But, like, to randomly be like, oh, no, I admit I'm jealous. By, by the way, I get that. Like, yeah, I who would, isn't jealous of you, though, right now? I, like, I would hate I would hate me, but I worked for so long. Okay, when I got to Hot 97, I got a ton of hate from people being like, oh, who is this guy? Why him? That hate I really understood because even though I'd been working my whole life at it, I wasn't from New York, and there were other people here. So, like, I got it. Like, oh, why him, not me? Even though the reason was I outworked you. But I do get the hate because I came out of nowhere. But I didn't really come out of nowhere in this case. Like, if you're really into wrestling, you'd probably seen something I'd done already and realized, like, it's not out of nowhere. So, by the way, I do get being, like, peeved. And there are people out there I'm sure could also do a great job. But, like, don't you feel small? Believe that you could also do it. (laughs) Right. It's so true. Like, I would never say it. Like, or outright say it. Outright say I would respect that. Yo, I see Rosenberg up there doing stuff. I could do better. I just want to say that. I know he's getting an opportunity, but I'm working hard too. I could do better than him. I guarantee it. I respect that more than the just like, who's that? Like, I've gotten so many of those. Botchamania did the same thing. Who's Peter Rosenberg and circled by face? No, that means you know exactly who yeah, I am. Yeah, exactly. First of all, you've, you've been introduced. You saw the video. You saw his face. You know who Peter Rosenberg is. And by the way, and, and, and you do Botchamania. It's a con- Why are you jealous? You make a compilation of mess-ups in wrestling. You, you can't even get paid off of it because it's stolen footage. Like, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. It's literally a compilation that people watch. Yeah, sure, it's entertaining. I never know why people want to do content like that of other stuff that's not theirs. But whatever. Also, I didn't realize they were still doing that until they did that to you. I mean, I used to watch in law school, but that was years ago. You watch it when? Law school. Oh, and when a you were long law time ago. They saw the internet back then when you were in law school? Yeah, 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 yeah. Long time ago. Um, anyways, sorry. Brief rant, and this is what we do. It's the new, new era, but it's still the old era sometimes, SGG. All right. Um, is there anything major that we're gonna get yelled at for not mentioning this week? I'm sure there is. So We can- gotta we gotta touch on Roman and Braun's last man standing match, at least a little bit more. Ah, okay. So yes, we even though we did talk to Braun Strowman today. What did you think of, of the match? Did you enjoy it? I did. I enjoyed the the entire match. Um, even the part where my guy almost got killed with an office chair. That was awesome. <laughs> was... Alexa didn't get why that was so great. She was like, it's padded. I'm like, do you know how heavy those... I know they're not like 100 pounds, but did you see how fast he threw yeah, it? Yeah, he threw it like a dart. Like That was what made it amazing. I could throw a chair like that, but it would go four feet. <laughs> he threw it to 20 feet, and it was like 40 miles an hour. Blasted Roman in the face. That was I, I forgot how much I like that. Yes. Any other thoughts on the uh on that match in general? Yeah, I like the finish too. I don't know where Samoa Joe came from, but um him snatching Roman out of the crowd and putting him to sleep just so Braun can hop up at the last second and gain the victory is like I like that too. It, it was a you're, you know what you're right. It was a good close. I forgot how much I actually enjoyed that. Um and they all won from that finish. Like Roman looked really strong. 
Um, Braun looked strong. Braun looked strong and, Joe. and got the win. And Joe, even though he wasn't involved in the match, like he made you remember that he is going to be around at SummerSlam 2, and he is just as much a threat. I'm going to throw something else at you this week, SGG. No Hardys on the pay-per-view? Well, um, it looked as if they were going to go Hardys with the Revival with... um, Gallows and Anderson. Yes, but the Revival's out. Now, what that means for the Hardys, I don't know. And what about, like, maybe just them versus Gallows and Anderson on the pre-kickoff show or something? But doesn't it seem weird? These guys were the most over guys, like, a month ago. Seems weird. And they still, they still are still doing some of their, some great work, some of their best work. But, um, yeah, I don't know where that – this is just proof that the card is not done. Like, where do they land, the Hardys? They have to be on the show. The Miz has to be on the show. That tag match has to be on the show. Um, the Dude, Shield this, and – And that's why it is a special start time. Special start time, 7 o'clock, 5 it, o'clock pre-show, right? I know, the yes. Show, excuse me. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Will there be a cash-in? At SummerSlam. I think so. Unfortunately. On Naomi. Um, on Actually, that is on a, the WWE champion. But that, that's the thing. There's two. There's potential for two cash-ins. I will tell you, the cash-in on Naomi would make a lot of sense. You know why? Because otherwise, the, the, the story with Natalia doesn't serve a major purpose. Except that Natalia could wear her down badly in a match. Right? And yeah. Naomi gets the win. And then cash in. Or Natalia, after she loses, beats on Naomi. And puts her in the sharpshooter. And, and abuses then, her in the sharpshooter. And then Carmella comes and cashes in. Yeah, I, I like a women's cash in way better than a Baron Corbin cash in, at least right now. Hey, guys, thank you for joining us. And again, we need those RSVPs. Uh, that heat and greet, heat and greet hashtag. Um, and also for you to stay up with our social media. If you don't follow, follow over the next week. We need that. And also, let me just say, if you enjoy what we've been doing on the new, new era, please throw us up a comment and a rating. I don't ask for that very often anymore, uh, but I'd appreciate it. SGG? Same age. That's right.